there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. So yeah, let's let's take a moment to pause. Moment to pause, whether we're driving or we're moving, shaking already, we've got our day going. Just take a few moments to pause. Connect to your breath. Connect to a comfortable seat. Just let yourself relax. Let yourself soften. There's nothing that you have to do right now. It's actually the exact opposite doing. It's just total, complete being. Just being aware of the sounds that you hear around you right now. Maybe the sun is touching your skin or the light is shining through the windows. Just becoming aware of what's happening right now in this moment. Just allowing that to help you into this moment. This morning, I pray to you, my Lord, that our mind can be so such an obstacle. And just experiencing life, life can be an adventure. It can be such an incredible opportunity for growth and transformation and expression of love in every single moment. And the obstacle that we all face is the great friend or enemy of the mind. And I know today I'm, I'm recognizing my mind is, you know, has, has so many comments about things. It just It's not okay with just being in the present moment. So it seems almost like this little wrestling match going on. And so I'm praying to you, please help me. Help me to be able to recognize I'm not my mind. I've identified with my mind for so long. I've identified with that voice, really, really buying everything that it says, thinking that it's me. And it is, it's such a uh, alluring and convincing voice that seems like it's reality, seems like it's the only truth, it's the only possibility. So please give the strength to be able to recognize that I'm not my mind, that actually in every single moment, every single moment, that everything that's coming up in my life, whether it's a challenge, whether it's a beautiful moment, everything that's coming up in my life is actually a gift from you helping me to grow and transform. And if I can pause, if I can just settle back into the present moment, remembering that you're the orchestrator of my life, that I can embrace each moment with that openness and I can open myself up for transformation. I can open myself up for a life without conditions that I have this thorn inside of me. And for so long in my life, I've tried to create all these different situations where I won't get that, that thorn won't push in to my nerve a little bit deeper. I tried to shield it from relationships, shield it from my external environment. I try to adjust so many things around me so that I don't have to feel that pain inside. I don't have to feel that, that thorn, that thorn of, of illusion and disconnection, conditioning. I don't have to feel it. But instead of trying to change and control the world around me so that I don't have to feel that pain, help me to just remove that thorn. Help me to actually be with myself enough to remove that thorn, to remove that source of my suffering. And you share with us in the Bhagavad Gita that the source of our suffering is that we've forgotten. We've forgotten who we are. 
And that thorn is our false ego. We're holding on to this identity. We're holding on to this idea of what it means to be happy. We're holding on to this idea of what it means to be fulfilled in the material world from our false self. And we've forgotten our true nature, which is beautifully happy every moment. It's open, which is ready for any experience. It's ready for discovery every moment of our life. So please help us to remove that thorn of false ego that makes life so conditional, makes happiness so conditional, makes it so fleeting. Help us to remove that thorn and to remember that we are your children and that we are part of you, that we contain all those divine qualities, all that we're seeking in the world, all the feelings that we're seeking, that those divine feelings are the nature of our soul, the nature of our consciousness. Help us to reconnect to that. And we call out your names every single day, just together with this prayer, connecting to you together with this prayer of chanting your names to reconnect to you to help to pull out that thorn, to help to move beyond the mind, to come back to our pure self. Please help us to have a taste of that and to let that be our goal in our life always. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you, DG. Just trying to pull out that thorn, you know what I'm talking about? My life is a thorn. Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, Doyle, let me call you later today. <laughs> no, I think um, Srila Prabhupada would often say you have to pull out a thorn of the thorn. Mm. So whatever, whatever you got in this world, you got to use it. Raghunath could say it's not it's not what you got, it's what you do with what you got. So mm -hmm. uh, use whatever I got to take that phone out. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Um, I'm late and I'm tardy today. So I thought I was just going to mute myself the whole time and just listen. <laughs> Doyle, don't shame yourself. We love you. Yeah. Well, tell me what made you think of what, 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 what thorn was coming up in your mind? What was making you think of thorns? Well, it's just so, I mean, we, we talk, I mean, literally, if you guys didn't notice, we talk about the same thing every single day. I, I hope it's somehow you guys keep coming back. Somehow everyone keeps coming back. It's, it's, it basically remains the most relevant thing to talk about in my life at any given moment, at any given time with any person. So it's always, uh, it's always relevant. And, and that is, that we're in this predicament where we've forgotten ourselves, and basically we just forget ourselves all the time. Like that, that's that's just like somehow the the method of operating is just like like okay, you know, step one, forget yourself. You know, it's like you know, life is just like forgot myself. Oh, I forgot myself again, and I forgot myself again, and I forgot myself, and it's just again and again and again and again. We're just continuously forgetting ourselves. So if you didn't notice this is just like a daily reminder of. Uh, of remembering ourselves, not forgetting ourselves, and yeah, and so let, yeah. So what what's uh, what, what's that thorn inside? I'm reading a book right now. I'm reading a bunch of books right now, but I'm one that is uh, I really appreciate. I've met this uh, this gentleman before. Some of you may know Michael Singer, and uh, 
very, very interesting fellow and very um, empowered person and very kind of very humble and very wise at the same time. And his, um, I'm reading a book uh, written by him called The Untethered Soul. And in that book, he talks, he's talking a lot about the mind and he's talking about this predicament that we're in. And in a chapter I was just reading that um, he's, you know, he's just saying, you know, hey, look, you know, that there's, there's an option. It's really, in a sense, it's quite black and white when it comes to spiritual life and material life. It is quite black and white. Either you are, either, you, you know, you're trying to conform the world around you to support your ideas and your vision and your, your sense of how the world should be, or you are, you're surrendering to what is, you know, and, and that is a baseline of life. And, and so if, if we're, if we're trying to conform the world to our ideas and our vision, then it's like, we've got a thorn inside. It's like, I, I know, like my false ego, I know what's right and what's wrong. I know that. And I, and I'm the, the center of it. And it should be exactly how I, how I say it should be. And that if I'm walking around with that consciousness, it's, it's just constant. It's like a thorn that's constantly getting poked. It's constantly getting pressure on it. It's constantly going to prick us and, and, um, and create these, these really uncomfortable experiences of suffering in our life. And, and he's encouraging, and it's what Krishna's encouraging in the Bhagavad Gita, the, the end of the Bhagavad Gita, that, that life is unfolding perfectly, that it's a perfect plan that's unfolding and that it's our duty and our responsibility it's our work it's our inner work more than anything to surrender to it to surrender to it you know and, and that when we're able to surrender to it then from that platform then we're going to come back into some state of clarity we're going to come back into some state of connection with our true self with god with our higher power and then an ability to respond from that place Whereas if I'm walking around just like what I'm feeling is wrong, what I'm thinking is wrong, and I'm getting caught in those waves of that, what's happening outside is wrong. And if I'm in that consciousness from that place, I'm just going to keep on creating more and more confusion, more and more illusion, more and more disconnection. And so just recognizing that this morning, like that there's, that there's like this, and, and it's not all the time in, in, in my life, um, but I'm in this inward journey of just like, what is that part of myself that just has a problem with things? Like, what is that part of myself that just has like, like that can, that has a problem with something, you know? Like, okay. Like that's the part of myself that's getting in the way of me remembering God. That's the part of myself that's getting in the way of remembering that I'm a pure spirit soul. That's the part of myself that's getting in the way with being able to, come back into clarity and, and to act from that place. And so, you know, when I woke up this morning, I had a funky dream last night and, and I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm on the other side of the bed. I was like, oh, interesting. You know, like I just woke up with the feeling, you know, I'm like, okay, that feeling's there. All right. Like, what do we do with that? You know, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really, you know, like I couldn't find Diana in New York City slash Goa. It was like a mix of both. You know, and I couldn't find her. And I was like, and I woke up with that feeling of like, oh my God, I can't find my wife and son. And then, and then okay, so there's this feeling, there's this fear, whatever it is, right? That somehow or other is a feeling that I'm waking up with. And I'm going through my prayers. I'm going through the emotion. But that feeling is there. And I'm praying to God every single day. I'm saying, I know 
there's crap inside of there that's blocking that can block this this constant this my soul is constantly like queen kunti prays in, in bhagavatam that like a river flowing to the sea like my consciousness may my consciousness be like a river it's flowing to the sea like no matter what's happening in my life let me constantly be coming back to your lotus feet let me constantly be coming back to you in my consciousness and and so i'm praying okay help me to remove those dams i got dams on the river you know sometimes it's like like barely like drip trickle you know it's like you know sterile water that's like fungi out and you know it's like okay how to remove those dams so that my consciousness is is actually flowing back to back to god back to krishna and so i'm, I'm noticing that anytime I pray, and this is something I don't know if any of you guys uh, can relate to this. This is a funny story. When I was 19, I was super attached to this girl. And, and uh, you know, but I could kind of see like it was I, was, I was way more into her than she was into me. It was kind of like not the best situation to be in. Kind of sucks if any of you guys have ever been there. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I was praying to God, you know, I'm in Vrindavan. I'm like in the holiest of all holiest place. I'm like this 19 year old kid that's like totally infatuated with this girl. I'm in India and I'm like, okay, this attachment is really intense. You know, like, can we just dial that attachment down just a little bit, you know, but like, we're still going to be together forever, but like, I'm just not going to be as attached. Like, I'm just going to, you know, have a little more detachment. And, you know, and, uh, and so two months later, I get dumped hardcore, you know, cold, cold cut, you know. And I was like, oh my God, I was praying for detachment. I was sitting here praying for detachment, earnestly praying for detachment. I got it. You know, it was two weeks of suffering of being dumped. But two weeks later, I was like, holy smokes, like I'm free. You know, I literally felt that freedom. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, in, in, in my life, I'm, I'm constantly, constantly, yeah, I, I'm praying, right? I'm praying. I don't know if you guys have experienced it when you're really earnestly praying for something. And you thought it was going to be like way easier to kind of just like attain that consciousness of like being detached, but like actually, you know, it's like, here, go through this major challenge, you know, to help you become detached. <laughs> and so I'm praying to become fearless. I'm praying to become more courageous. I'm praying to remember God and to never forget God. It's like, all right, well, here you go. Here's another test. Here's, here's something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring up some fear for you, that fear that's sitting dormantly in the, sh the shadows of your heart. And bring up this fear for you. I'm gonna bring up this uncertainty for you. I'm gonna bring up this challenge because you wanna love selflessly, because that's who you are. You wanna you wanna break through all those limitations that you have on yourself. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go gentle with you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it up a notch or two. And let's see how you do with that. And so recognize that I'm praying for it and uh, and and yeah and just really um, when 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 I'm in it and, and I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate to this like when we're in suffering or when we're in fear or when we're in whatever the circumstance of the situation is it is confronting it is confronting it is just like every part of our body and mind emotion is like seized by it you know and, um, and to be able to actually get a little bit of space from it, to be able to get a little distance from it and just to see, oh my God, it's that thorn that's getting pushed. It's that thorn that's just pushing into me right now. I'm getting a little bit more of a connection to where I'm actually gonna be able to like pull that thorn out. Like I'm actually gonna be able to step back and actually see like, okay, like, you know, th th that 
because I'm attaching to all these feelings, because I'm, I'm constantly getting swept into this thorn, needing to continue to be there. It needs to be there, right? Because of that, then, then we suffer so much. And, and so, so I'm praying to see how to, and, and you know, I, don't, I only have so much realization on it, only, only so little realization on it, is um, I'm becoming more aware. That it's like, man, I'm walking around with a thorn in my heart. I'm walking around with a thorn in my heart and I'm like, you know, I'm doing a pretty good job at not, you know, it not getting poked all the time. I'm doing a pretty good job, but then it, it still gets poked, you know, and it's just God just saying, Hey, let's, let's remove that. Like, let's, let's start to clear that out so that no matter what's going on in life, like you're able to stay open. You're not, you know, you're not trying to, you're not protecting yourself from feeling that fear anymore, feeling, whatever it may be, you can actually surrender to me. You can actually wholeheartedly surrender to me. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, definitely. I believe in the power of prayer. And, and, and I am also conscious. I'm like, I'm like man, I got like, to like edit some of my prayers. I got to like write them down before I pray. I'm like, really make sure, like, you know, get, you know, put the asterisks in there, you know, like, can you make it a little bit more gentle, please? You know, like, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know. Because uh, yeah. reading the salsa label, like mild, medium, or hot, like yeah, yeah, mild, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you're ever wondering how to break up in a relationship, just let them know I'm giving you a lesson in detachment right now. Click. <laughs> Oh, Krishna! If only she yeah. knew she was. If only she knew she was missing. Man, uh, <laughs> what a loser! Oh no way! Well, you know, you know, it's so, <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. Is that it's like, it's it's like, no, like I, I that yeah. I mean, I, anyway, I love you, Doyle. I know, I know, you know, you know, we got we got our little our little man crush thing going on. I know, I know. I'm, I'm with you, babe. I'm with you. And uh, you know, it's it's. It's unbelievable. It's it's really the thing that's that that just strikes me so profoundly in life is that everything that I've experienced in my life has been perfect. Like it literally has been perfect. Like if I was to look at like my deepest, darkest times in my life, you know, Pankaj, it's time to surrender, right? Yeah. Absolutely, right? It's like if I was if I was to bring that state of surrender to that experience, I would have just arrived at the consciousness of surrender that much more quickly. But I had to go through this cycle. I had to go through this cycle, holding on and holding on. You know, like it's not okay. It's wrong. It shouldn't be this way. Like, why is it happening to me like this? And it's it shouldn't happen. It's wrong. It's bad. I shouldn't be feeling this. I should be feeling something else. You know. It's resistance, it's tremendous amount of resistance to what is, to, to a life of, of um, yeah, to a life of surrender. That's not cheap, right? It's, it's, there's no question about it. It's, it, it is, it is the, the highest state of spiritual awareness and spiritual consciousness to be able to, in the moment to moment to moment, to surrender to a higher power, to recognize that we're connected to God's will and to, and to open ourselves up to say, holy crap, this is a perfect moment for me to, now I'm, a, I'm an instrument, I get to be an instrument again. Whatever that is, that, that could just be observing the, the rising sun or feeling a breeze on our skin. 
or that could be leading a revolution, whatever it is, right? But that that's the reality. That that's the reality that we're that, that's actually taking place every moment. And that somehow or other, it's resisted so much. It's resisted so much by myself, and I, and I, I see it in so many friends and so many people in the world. It's resisted so much, and that the moment we surrender, it all makes sense. Those, even if they're just flashes of it's like, oh my God, like, you know, it's not maybe not a, an every moment of our life consciousness, but then there's those flashes where it's like, oh my God, this was all happening for me. This was all happening as this, this divine plan to help me to be able to awaken, to help me to be able to love without conditions, to recognize God's will in my life without all the asterisks and all the, you know, conditions, you know, that, that, we, that I place on, on experiencing God. Mm, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Eric, it's pretty much the exact same thing you shared yesterday, but I just, you know. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta hear it. It was uh, um, reminding me, um, a couple of years, 2018, I think it was, my wife and I visited California and we fostered, before we have, before we adopt, uh, before we, you know, had the current dog that we have now, we fostered a dog for a week there. We went to California and thought that we would just go visit my family and we're like, let's go look at dogs. And so we went to dog shelters and we ended up fostering a dog for the entire week that we were there. And we were planning to bring this dog back to California with us. Um, you know, which you're not supposed to do. Like when you adopt a dog, they want to know the address and everything where it's at. And we're like, yeah, just give my mom's address. Like not telling them, we're planning to take this dog on a plane and bring it to New York City and live in an apartment with us. That's what our plan was. And uh, we ended up not doing it for the simple fact that he was a great dog and he loved us. Like it was like he developed an attachment for us, but he would get really riley around other people and he would bark and we just realized like this dog is not going to make it on the plane mm. not going to last he's going to get too crazy he's going to get too wild he's going to like bark he's going to cause trouble you know and we, we we did we know because we tested it like we didn't we tested like we took him to like an outdoor restaurant in la once and he was just like we tried to put him in like this travel case. He wouldn't get in. He was making noise. When people were right by, he was like barking, all kinds of stuff. And it was just kind of like, you know, you're trying to take him somewhere and he's just, he's just resisting and he's going all crazy. And he's just, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's fine. Like if you can just trust us, calm down and just sit right here and just come with us. Like you will, we will take you across the country to a new and beautiful home. We will love you and it will be nice and sweet. Everything's gonna be good. And there's a, just like Sammy's like, <laughs> he's moving and he's shaking, you know what I mean? And so it's like, and we're just kind of thinking like, just like surrender, like just, just calm down, like stop resisting so much, you know? But he just couldn't. We ended up having to give him back. We bawled our eyes out. It was a sad day. And then on, on the way home, we were just like, we were like crying as we returned him. And then uh, on the way home, we were like laughing at ourselves, like, oh my God, like philosophically, like talking to ourselves, like, oh my God, like we're so, we need to listen to our own teachings of detachment, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was just thinking of that because it reminded me of how, you know, like with the child or with the dog or something, you're trying to take them somewhere and they're just squirming. And it's just like, would you just sit still for a second? If you just sit still, like this, this whole thing will go so much smoother. Try, I, trust me like the whole thing will go so much smoother 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I was thinking of that when you mentioned surrender, this idea of like, I'm just squirming constantly. Like Krishna's trying to take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's trying to take me out of the current reality. that Like this dog was living in a foster home. He didn't have a home. Like he was living in a shelter somewhere. It's like, I'm trying to bring you to a home. Mm-hmm. But it's just like just squirming and, and, and you know, uh, Bryn, Bryn mentioned inner child getting wild. It's like, that's kind of what's happening. It's like, mm-hmm. can I soften and can I just sit still and not resist so much the fact that Christian, like, I'm praying for change. Mm. I'm praying for change. I don't, I don't want to be where I'm at right now. I want my consciousness, like, I want change in my life, right? We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be talking right now. We wouldn't be listening right now. We wouldn't be doing all these things if I didn't want change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, we were in, like, this, uh, this, uh, this coaching training session the other day with our good friend, Jesse Johnson. He said, the first question you have to ask people is, like, do you want change? And if it's like, no, they're like, okay, then this conversation doesn't need to go any further. But if it's like, I want something, you don't have to know what you want to change. You don't know, you don't have to know all the details, but it's like, I know something in my life wants to change. And I think that's a lot of what's, you know, um, you know, happening in the world today, not just recently, but like over the course of the last few years, I think the world is waking up of like, we want change. Mm. And, And we're seeing that change comes internally. So that means that I have change means I have to take from where I am now to somewhere new. And as Krishna's trying to take us there, we're just like, we're squirming and we're resisting and we're barking at people and we're just kind of, you know, making a fuss. And it's just like, could you just resist a little? Could you just, could you just calm down just a little bit? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what, you know, I'm hearing from you, what I'm thinking of in terms of this idea of surrender. It's like, you know, it's this dichotomy of, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, mm. you know? And I think that I want it to change, but the way that I think I need to change, like, no, it's not going to change the way you think it needs to change. If it changed the way you think it needs to change, you will likely end up right where you are now, but just in a different way. So don't think it needs to change in the way that you think it needs to change. Because you made the decision in the first place and that's where you're at right now. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like we're driving and I got, I got us lost. Don't ask me where to go next. Like, I'm the one that got us lost. You know what I mean? I have forfeited my right to choose the next direction, you know? Don't ask me left or right, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's kind of like, okay, like, I have to surrender the idea, but I don't, I know that, I know the changes take place in my life. I don't exactly know, you know what I mean? Like, you were praying for this girl to, like, you were still infatuated with this girl and you wanted to marry and spend the rest of your life together, but it was like, I just want be a little less attached. And Chris is like, no, it doesn't work like that. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Like mm-hmm. this got cut. Like, this isn't, this isn't your destiny. This is not the person you're meant to be with. And look who you are now. You're have a beautiful family. Like you, you have the perfect person and you have a beautiful son. And Chris was like, dude, like this is not where you want to go. Like, don't, don't bargain with me here. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, um, that I think is, I think that is sort of the biggest resistance to change is like, Surrender is not bargaining. Mm-hmm. There's no bargaining in surrender. Surrender mm-hmm. means surrender. Surrender means surrender. Yeah. Surrender means surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on. It's not on our terms. It's on God's. It's not terms. on our terms. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like wait. It's, it's like come on, man. And that's the thing. That's amazing, right? And you use the word trust, and I, you know, I see that, that that at the basis of it. You know, that that's. Uh, it's also trust isn't cheap either. Trust is no. something that's such a 
such a, an incredible gift that's built over time and built with consistency and it can be built. It can be built. Of course, we can start building it right now, continue building it. And, uh, and why is it so scary to remove the thorn, you know, to surrender? Why is it so scary? And it's just the premise, right? It's like at the baseline of the premise of what we're telling ourselves is that we, we know what's best. You know, that's at the baseline of it. It's that I know what's exactly. best. Exactly. I know how the world should be. I know that whatever it is, right? And, and so because of that, right, okay, the world, you know, is not happening for me. The world's happening against me. I know how the world should be, you know? And so then, then that's the seed of it right there. Then from there, it's like all fear. It's it, because it's, we're, it's impossible to control it. It's completely impossible to control it. It's always going to change. The, the fabric of the material world is constant change. There's no way we can control. I mean, it's like pretty pathetic how little we control, yeah. and uh, and 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 thankfully so because if we if we shift the premise, if we shift the if we align the premise with nature with how it's been designed by God, then everything is happening for me. Everything in this planet ultimately is happening for my growth and my transformation, which takes trust. It takes faith. It's an experiment that we can all go on a surrender experiment that we can all try that from that place of not having the control of, of actually, oh, wow, the way that's unfolding is perfect, then, you know, then from that, you know, we, we, we come back to the clarity. We come back to the ability to surrender. We come back to, that's the thing, right? It's not just like a passive surrender. It's coming back to clarity. It's coming back to the seat of our consciousness. It's coming back into connection with God, with ourselves spiritually. And then from there, from there, there's this unnatural unfolding. There's a natural con continuity, continuation of our actions, of our thoughts, of our deeds. And so switching that out, right? Life's happening for me. Rebunath talks about that all the time. We talk about that every time we go on pilgrimage. And we're on one big pilgrimage, the, the pilgrimage of life. And the premise that life is always happening for us, it allows for us to be able to experiment with surrender you know, and build that trust and so on. Hello. Love Beautiful. you guys. Thank uh, you so much, Vera. Mm. Um, you brought up uh, just one a couple of announcements I was going to make at the end here. You brought up um, first of all, I want to. I'll be sharing. I'll be sharing this week on uh, next, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, June twenty seventh. The Bhakti Center is having a one day online virtual retreat with Raghunath, Radhnath Swami, as well as our good friends Yogi Charu, Jagadhari, and Janavi. It's going to be a day of. Yoga asana, meditation, wisdom talks, questions and answers, community, connection. We'd love to have you guys there all day next Saturday. I put the link in the chat board if people want to check it out. And also, you mentioned going on pilgrimage. And um, we do pilgrimages every year at the Bhakti Center. And um, uh, on this upcoming Monday, I think it's Monday evening. Monday, yeah. Monday, June 22nd, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Um, my friend Kishore Chandra and I, we're doing an info session on what happens in an Indian pilgrimage. I know the pandemic's happening and COVID's going on and ever, et cetera. And uh, people are like, are you traveling? And it's like, we're, we're, we have a pilgrimage scheduled at the end of October, end of October, early November. And as of right now, we're planning to go. We're, we're going to do it. And we think it's a perfect time to go on pilgrimage. If things change and borders close and flights cancel, obviously we'll have to adjust. But as long as things are open and at that time, we think things might, will be a little bit more clear and open and at the end of October, we're planning to go. We'd love to have you guys come with us. Uh, we have an info session on Monday, I put in the chat for two. 
Vera and his wife also take a pilgrimage every January and um, as well. And, uh, you know, both of these we're, 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 we're planning out. We'll have to see where the state of affairs are in the world in terms of travel, et cetera. But um, we're still planning it as of right now. And it's, it's an opportunity to really kind of, in some ways, I feel it's like the best time to go when there's so much happening in the world. It's like, how am I going to enter into a new reality once this is all quote unquote over? And um, they're powerful, powerful experiences to take us out of our current context, context and move into a, a new way of thinking and living. And, and um, so I wanted to throw those things out there for everybody. If you have any questions, write to us, let us know. Uh, you can always check out buckycenter.org slash online for all the things we've got going on. We love you guys. We want you to stay connected. We want you to stay nourished. We want you to stay inspired. So please, please reach out to us anytime if there's anything you need that we can do. We love hearing from you. We love seeing you. And um, we're always sad to be saying goodbye. It's so hard to say goodbye. Love you guys. Gotta get you an album. Okay, love you guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Beautiful day.